This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's just everyone's attitude. Um, even after this game, even after last weekend, the weekend before that, everyone's attitude was, you know, on to the next one. Not looking too far ahead at, you know, what's going on Monday, but, but just preparing for, for that moment um, and then just being present in it. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the Bet- QL Network, Joe, oh, Joe G. Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday as we get set for the national title game tonight, North Carolina and Kansas. Kansas, a four-point favorite, open at three and a half, moved up to Kansas at four. Let's go out to the Roman guest line here, Sam Panionovich, Nesson sports betting analyst, joining us here to talk some March Madness. Sam, welcome back to the show. Um, initial thoughts on the, on the line and where it was set at, three and a half to four. Your initial thought uh, when you saw the number Kansas minus four for tonight? I thought it was pretty accurate. You know, Saturday I was shooting some texts around to some Vegas bookmakers, and I always try and guess the line first, and then that gets them to respond because nobody wants to answer, what's the line? So I I guess the line, and then they give me the real answer. My guess was Kansas minus one against Duke and Kansas minus three and a half against Carolina. And it turned out it opened pretty much right there. I mean, you knock it up a half point to Kansas four against Carolina. Um, You know, they also said they expected if it was Kansas Duke, they would have expected Duke to likely close the favorite, but now Duke is dead. So we can move on from that. We never have to see Coach K again. Um, I'll tell you what, though. You know, it's hard for me to make an official play until I see Dan Levitard's play because he's (laughs) that guy. That guy sucks at gambling. He's the worst gambler I've ever seen. I don't know that it's him. It's somebody from his account. They've lost like all seven of their boosts in this NCAA tournament. Like I've been tracking all of them and not a single one has won. So I'm refreshing the Twitter feed every 15 minutes to see if we get a lock of the year from the Dan Lebetard show. Awful handicapper. So that means DraftKings must be loving them because you always talk about uh, those boosts are, are usually big-time losers. Uh, also on Saturday, I mean, we could talk about the lead being Coach K, but I kind of fo- felt like it was the first game. Many of us, including you, have Kansas Futures on the line, and uh, you're, you're dealing with a Nova fan at the bar. How'd that go? Oh, yeah, this guy. Oh, my God. Jay Wright's the best coach in the country, blah, 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 blah. The polo didn't even fit. Um, just a total clown. And then, you know, like won't even look in my direction the rest of the night, but that's, I mean, that's to be expected. That's the way it is. We're all tough. Joe G guy. Joe G guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think his last name was Gilio. Actually, you look like (laughs) Gilio. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I, I really wish, you know, and I didn't even hedge that game. Um, I didn't take any Villanova and I I talked about this all last week. I, I felt like, Nova didn't have 
the ability to hang without Justin Moore, you know, and that was something that I, I really wasn't too sure that they could hang. Sammy, speaking of people who are not the greatest gamblers, I, as someone who also has a Kansas ticket, I got a little nervous when I saw Mattress Mac put five and a half million on Kansas to win the championship. It made me nervous, Sammy. He did? He did that? Uh Yes. Oh, and and Charles Barkley gave the guarantee on Saturday. (laughs) We might, we, we might as well go Carolina money line now if this is the way this is trending. I mean, you really have to, and, and not just because those guys said anything. I mean, it depends on what price you got. If you bet it when I bet it in November and got, you know, 16 or 18 or 20 to 1. I have 13. Uh, I have 13 to 1. That's fine. That's fine, too. But, I mean, you look at this matchup, um, because it is Kansas-Carolina and it's a four-point line, you know, a lot of sports books have plus 170 on Carolina to win the game. And I know some people will tell you, well, you should take the plus four, shoot for a middle. Um, I don't know. Like, if you have $500 at 20 to one to make 10 grand, and then you can take North Carolina plus 170 for like 2,000 or 3,000 to make 34 or 51. You just have to do that. That's that's what you should do. You have to guarantee yourself some money in this situation. So mm-hmm. that would be my advice on anybody who has a Kansas future. Uh, take that Carolina money line, and then you can just rock back and enjoy the game. Make your favorite cocktail. Uh, maybe <laughs> order some wings. Get I've been doing a lot food. of that already, Sammy. <laughs> there's no sweat. There, there's no need to have a sweat. If you've got Kansas at 13, 15, 18, 20, whatever, just put a little bit on Carolina plus 170 to get you over the top. You make money no matter what and have yourself a Monday. All right. Sam, what's your thought on the uh, game script tonight? Pace 151 and a half. We're down to now. This opened a little higher. This has been coming down. The show started this morning. We we're at 152. I'm seeing 151 and a half. Now you expect a high scoring game tonight. I do, but I, I, you know, the total is something that I really have no interest in. I mean, when you look at Kansas and the way that they've been able to control most of these games, uh, aside from the Miami game in the first half, I mean, it's really been with defense. Um, you know, holding Providence to 61, holding Miami to 50, holding Nova to 65. So it's not really, will Kansas get there? I think we know they can get to 75, 80 points, but is their defense uh, going to keep playing as well as it has. And, and really, in the Big 12 season, we didn't talk about Kansas on the defensive side of the ball. All the gobbling was over Texas Tech and Texas and Baylor. And, and Kansas defensively uh, has been very impressive in this tournament. I mean, you look at the Ken Palm numbers, you know they're a top 10 offense, but they've slowly crept up the rankings on the defensive side of the ball. And Miami was a pretty good three-point shooting team Kansas held Miami to three of 21 from three. That's, I mean, that's amazing defense on the perimeter, 14% from downtown. So uh, if Carolina can't get their three-pointers to fall, uh, this is going to be a long game, you know, and we don't know about Baycott. Uh, Carolina's big inside. We know he's going to try and play. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to get the shot and he's going to get out there and he's going to give it a go. But if they can't score inside and this turns into a three-point shootout, Kansas has proven over the last five games that they get out there and they guard the hell out of the three-point line. So uh, the problem, Joe, with a total of 153 on the open down to 152, 151 and a half, you need two teams to tangle. 
Kansas scores 85, but Carolina scores like 62. Not that it's going to be that big of a blowout, but you need both teams to essentially get to 75. And I don't know. I feel like this Kansas defense continues to be slept on. We talk about their offense and their efficiency and, and how deep they are, but we don't talk about their defense enough. They've been very, very good on that side of the ball. If you look at the most outstanding player odds, the morning of the national championship, it, it seems appealing. If you think North Carolina can pull off the upset, any of those players that could win the award, like there, there are some juicy numbers out there. What about uh, McCormack, Remy Martin over the last couple of games, since he hasn't done much, not even reaching double figures. It feels like it's a super long shot. He's 12 to one with 50 to one before the tournament started. Uh, but McCormack, you can get seven, eight to one, or are, are we just wasting money? If Kansas wins, we know who the most outstanding player is. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I remember you were talking about Remy at 50 to one. I think it was a week or two ago, and, and that was a really good bet. And now he's eight to one. So you, you can't sit here and say, oh, it's a good bet at eight to one when it was 50. Um, right. I thought heading into the tournament that Abaji was the play. And we even did some, some videos on this for Fox because he really hadn't played all that well. But somebody told me that Bill Self called out Abaji at halftime of the Miami game like, hey, what the hell is going on? Like, you got four shots. You got the same amount of shots as Jalen Coleman lands, who played five minutes in the first half. Like, that's a problem. I thought you were the dude. And I watched Abaji first couple minutes of the second half against Miami, and it was like, holy cow, he's the Terminator now. And, and that sort of, you know, played over into the game against Villanova when he was six of six from three. He was cold-blooded. He looked for a shot. He was aggressive. Um, and, and that number on Abaji was like five to one before the final four. And now he's the favorite plus one thirty, plus one fifty, whatever. Um, I don't know that you could play this market though, with any Kansas players to your point, because how yeah. far these numbers have fallen. Um, and even McCormick, I mean, he was 30 to one going into the final four, I think. And now he's nine to one. So I think the move would be, um, that, that could be a good hedge too, actually, if, if you have a Kansas future rather than hedge, Carolina money line, you could throw a couple shekels on, like you could split it between Love and, and Baycott. You know, Love is four to one or so, Baycott about five, six to one. That's actually a better hedge um, because if Carolina wins the whole thing, obviously it's very likely that a Carolina Tar Heel is going to win that award. So that might be, I hadn't even thought about that. I'm so glad I, I woke up for this phone call today. I might do that. <laughs> Armando Baycott and go back to bed. There you go. What about any prop bets for tonight, Sammy? Is there anything you're looking at? I was looking at fading this Brady Manic prop that I like. Like everybody's talking about it now. Um, I want to give Tom Casali. He's a friend of all of ours. He was all over the Manic prop in the last game, but like the door guy at my apartment today was like, "Oh, I kind of like Manic over two and a half threes." I'm like, "All right, that ain't gonna happen tonight." <laughs> that, like, I swear to God, you know, you talk about the bartender when the doorman who doesn't even watch basketball is like, I kind of like Brady Mannix three point prop. I'm like, the hell you do. So I look, I mean, these numbers, to be totally honest, championship games, these are the tightest lines in the world. The game line is tight. The totals tight. The props are super tight. Uh, but I did see like Mannix over under was two and a half minus a quarter on the over. So you're going to give me like plus one Oh five to go under. Um, he's going to shoot a lot of threes, I think, but that doesn't mean he's going to make a lot of threes. So that would be the one thing I'm eyeing. 
I mean, you guys know me. I'm I'm pretty content with my position on Kansas, so I don't feel like I have to throw eight million bets out there in a championship game when I don't really like all that much. But that would be the one prop that I would think about shorting is the Brady Manic prop. I don't think there's one person on this planet that hasn't like talked about the over going into this game. Yep. Sam, if Carolina wins tonight, and and I I tend to believe that Kansas is going to win this game and, and win the national title. If Carolina wins, it beats them. How does it go? How does it look? What what has to happen? What does Carolina have to do tonight in your mind to win this game outright? They've got to be tough and physical inside. It starts there, and I think it starts with doubling McCormick every time he touches the ball because he looked really, really comfortable. And this is this is a player in David McCormick who hasn't really been the most aggressive big in the country, if you know what I mean. But he touched the ball against Villanova, and he's like, all right, I'm going up. He was 10 of 12. Uh, from two in the game against Villanova. He was very good in the second half against Miami, um, six of seven from two. So you have to sort of remove the confidence there. And that's sort of what Kansas has done. They've established the paint when they go on these runs in the tournament. They establish inside, and they get him going. And when you get McCormick going, his confidence goes up, the defense collapses, and then all of a sudden the perimeter is wide open. So that's really been the head of the snake. He's not their best player but Kansas is at its best when McCormick plays well. That's that's not uh, – or that's exactly how it's gone. That's been the script. So I think you have to be physical with him, throw some bodies at him, put some forearms in his hips and his ribs, get in there and make life uncomfortable for McCormick. And if they're not scoring inside, it doesn't open up the outside because Kansas is a team that builds from the inside out. So that would be the message there. If McCormick is off, you got a chance. And uh, for Carolina, I mean, that's their game, shooting threes. Got to make your three-point shots. If they're not making threes, they have no shot in this game. They are not a team that builds inside out. They build outside in. They shoot a lot of tough shots. Ideally, they make a lot of tough shots. So those would be the two ways that Carolina has an avenue to pulling off the upset, limiting what David McCormick can do for Kansas and being efficient and accurate on three-point shots. Uh, before we let you go, I want to close with some baseball. I was not surprised to see Sammy Southside uh, be in on White Sox AL Central, Robert MVP, Aloy MVP. And then right after that, yeah, Crochet's out. Now Lance Lynn's out. Any concern? No, I, I'm not too concerned. I'm lying, but I'm not concerned. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they just got to get through April and maybe the first couple weeks of May. The good thing is that division is so bad. I mean, the Royals and the, and the Indians or the Guardians, whatever the hell they're calling themselves now, those two teams are, are not good. Uh, the Tigers, they, they sort of win the offseason in the division by getting, you know, some players, some young players up there. And then the Twins get Correa. Um, you know, those teams are good on paper in a couple of years. But I mean, there's a reason they're 6-7-1 or seven and one to win the division. So – I don't need the White Sox to win the pennant or win the World Series. I think minus 190 is still relatively cheap uh, on the White Sox to win the Central. But my favorite bet, you didn't mention my favorite bet, Vladdy mm. Jr. to lead the league in home runs. That is, I mean, at 10 to 1, I, I know he's the favorite, but this guy could literally hit a home run every day in, in the season. It's not going to happen, but he's a threat every single game to hit the ball out of the stadium. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little loaded White Sox this year. Uh, I have some, <laughs> some skin on MVP, but uh, I think that Vladdy Jr. bet 10 to 1 to lead the league in homers. I feel like he's going to be 4 to 1 by 4th of July. So, that's, that's a bet I would look at. I think Vladdy could hit 45, 50 home runs this year. 
Speaking of Vlad, I was watching a highlight the other day. He hit, The announcer thought it was a pop-up to right field, and it cleared the fence by at least 15 feet. They thought he hit a pop-up. This <laughs> is so strong. It's ridiculous. Sammy, we appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the title game tonight. And uh, if Kansas wins, enjoy the winning. Sam, Pana, Sam Panionovich, Nesson Sports Betting Analyst on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beckhill now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash Beckhill. On the other side, we'll dive into big picture NBA. Just a little bit left in this season. Playoffs, futures, all next right here on BeckQL Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.